internet and welcome to another edition of Pop Culture Over Pizza. We are going to get right into this thing today because we have the biggest movie event of the year, basically, at least until December, to discuss with you guys. We saw Avengers Endgame and we're going to talk to you all about it. So um, I'll go first before um, we all get snacked. Mm -hmm. uh, so my basic, my basic Avengers review... This is going to be hard because you can't do this without spoilers. That is very But, okay, it was crazy. Yeah, how did it make you feel? That can be your review, your non-spoiler review. Yeah, so it was crazy. Like, I can't even explain it. Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, it was crazy, like, with everything that went on at the same time. Here's, here's a question yeah. I have. I think this is one of the better ways to sum it up. Because somebody asked me yesterday, they haven't seen the movie, but I, I saw a friend yesterday after he saw the movie, and they asked me what I thought of it without us spoiling it. Um, and they asked me about how I would rate it 1 out of 10. But I said this instead. I said, the way that I felt about the movie was less about how I would rate it as a movie individually. Do you think that this was a good way to end the last 11 years of movies? That's what I kind of felt was a good way to review it if you don't want to spoil it. Do you think it was a good wrap-up? Did they tie it all up for you? Uh, do you like what they did with the characters and their character arcs? Yeah. It, it was a great way of um, ending the Avengers saga, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I guess it's the Infinity Saga is what yeah. it's officially going to yeah, be known yeah. as. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very emotional at the very end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And um, very crazy. Like, you, you won't believe what's about to happen. I think most people wouldn't. And yeah, it was it was super emotional in some of the scenes later on. Uh, Wolfie pointed this out yesterday. Uh, you know, we had a relatively rowdy crowd. It was fun. It, it wasn't was like it was messed crowd. up. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. It was cool to have people that were excited about it like that. Mm -hmm. But there were definitely those moments where like you could hear a pin drop in the movie theater. Right? There was like no sound at all. I, I, the only thing I heard at some points was people crying. Yes. Yeah, I heard that. People yeah. behind the cell were crying. Yeah. I, I heard left like, and to the right. People mm -hmm. sniffling yeah. and tears and all that good stuff. So that's another good indication of how good that movie was. Right? Yeah. Totally crazy. What, what else do you guys think? You know what? I'll give my impressions. I'll give my impressions. So we gave our like really quick impressions to you guys on, on Instagram yesterday and our Instagram stories. Uh, so I'll flesh that out a little bit. Like I said, the way that I like to see this movie is... It, for me, it was a, an incredibly fitting wrap-up for the last 11 years of movies. For all the MCU movies, all 22 movies, I think this was the 23rd, right? For all 23 movies, this was an incredible wrap-up. There were so many Easter eggs, basically. Stuff that paid off that we had saw hinted at like 10 years ago, which was amazing. Or five years ago, four years ago. Stuff that was in all the other movies got paid off in this one. In little ways and big ways. Um, they wrapped up pretty much all of the main Avengers character arcs in a satisfying way, I think, in my opinion. Um, they wrapped up basically the entire saga in a satisfying way with the way that it ended for the antagonist and the protagonist. Uh, the action scenes were awesome. Um, even the beginning of the movie, basically the first two hours where there's not a lot of heavy action was compelling. It was really, really interesting to see like how they were going to figure it out. The other thing that was awesome was I don't I don't know if you guys I mean you guys have probably seen some of the theory videos that have come out over the last few months. I don't think anybody predicted this. I don't think anybody predicted this is how this is gonna end. I didn't no, see no, anywhere a prediction no that this is how this was gonna end. I saw hints. There was yeah. definitely some stuff that got either leaked or like little details that people predicted. 
but the way that the whole story came together was not predicted by anyone on YouTube or anywhere else. Not by us, certainly. And we made some of our own predictions. It couldn't have. It could have been. Although, well, it was. It was to me like we're we're all pretty avid comic book readers here, and I mentioned this yesterday. I don't think that matches up with any comic book story in Marvel before. No, 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 not definitely. At all. I think that that was the whole point. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that was the point. You know, right. to try to give a story that like is still going to be unique, even to the most hardcore of the hardcore comic book readers. You mm -hmm. know, and that's what makes it great. So and that just, was satisfying. Just just going back to like the uh, the the reaction, I just want to point out that that's like like if you need an example. For how great the movie is, mm -hmm. that you can have an entire crowd of rowdy people yeah. that are just waiting to see this movie, that are completely excited, not just because they're fans, but just in general because of everything that's happening, mm -hmm. and go from like from zero to one hundred, just like that, or maybe let's say from a hundred to zero, <laughs> zero, just instant <laughs> silence. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is powerful, you know, to have like to be able to create something like that that powerful i mean i think i think that like just speaks for itself you know so uh, and and just in that one scene i feel like is a culmination of like my impressions you know because i felt like you know my own heart drop uh in various moments <laughs> yeah. of the movie yes but just also knowing that like yeah this is it's it it's wrapped up you know i also like the fact that like it's not just that it was fully wrapped up but they also kind of like left some breadcrumbs for yep. you know expansion in the future mm -hmm. so this way it's not just like kind of like a hard cut and that's it. It's over. Which know? which they could do. That's another thing that I that I yeah. you know I went crazy on YouTube yesterday, and some of the one of the reviews uh, I think it was What Culture, which is a pretty awesome YouTube channel. Uh, what Culture basically said like if they wanted to, this could this could be the culmination. They don't have to make any more movies ever again because it's a really great culmination. Yeah, yeah. But the last thing I'll say, and then I'll pass it off to somebody else to give their impressions, is this because so some some of us here you know are not as huge fans of the MCU. I would say probably like the Statesman here myself. Wolfie and Walt are probably the biggest Marvel fans because we have fans of DC. We, you know, we have you guys have like other things. Um, ASAP, you didn't really get into the MCU until recently, like you said in your review yesterday. But you saw the movies that you needed to see in order to kind of understand this movie. But that said, also, you not knowing about the MCU as much as maybe some of the people and some people in the audience yesterday. I don't know if you guys heard. There were some people that were like, "What the hell is going on?" At some of the Easter egg scenes yeah, that yeah, we yeah, all yeah. understood yeah, yeah. because of our like MCU connection. You could tell they were loving it, even though yeah. they didn't exactly yeah. understand what the heck was going Their on. Their minds so were Yeah, to me, that's something that's like, wow, like these people don't really know so much about the MCU, and they were still really entertained by this movie. To me, that kind of speaks volumes about how awesome it was, too. So that's my spoiler-free impression. Um, what do you guys think? What, what, who actually, else wants to jump in? Actually, I just want to mention something. Mm -hmm. uh, going back to people making predictions, right? Mm-hmm. Well, my prediction was right. Which one? Wait, we can't talk about no, that. We can't, yeah, talk, we about can't that talk about yet. that. We can't yet. talk about that. Yet. Stay tuned. We'll, we'll, prediction is right. We're we'll gonna. Keep, we'll keep, <laughs> that's coming. We'll that's say coming. that. We'll save that for later. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Okay, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I, I'm gonna talk about before because what I what I did yesterday was I watched we all watched the movie right. But what I did was I went back and I looked at some of the trailers just to see how the trailers were. And to me, it's fascinating because with all the trailers and all the, the, the marketing that they did, it's amazing to me that those trailers didn't give away almost anything. Yeah, they didn't you give know? anything away. Yeah. There was there, You could have watched all those trailers and now you go back and see it and you're like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, I remember that. Oh, that's awesome. But at the time that you were watching the trailer, they... And you watch the movie afterwards, 
nothing. There was yeah. nothing in those trailers I mean, that gave you even an instance or a, a, a point of what this movie was about. And like I said, and like you guys have said also, there was a lot of things that you kind of saw coming, but then they swerved right. it on you, right. and it was totally unexpected. There like, was moments like that all over the movie. Yeah, the thing I was going to say was that, like, we all kind of knew and we all kind of did, I guess, in a sense, predict what their plan was going to be, mm -hmm. sort of. But we none of us predicted how it was going to go. It was how totally it was going to be executed. Right. right. How it was going to be yeah. executed and like how like yeah. you know, what wrenches from, were going to be thrown into it and all that other stuff. They went from A to B in totally unexpected ways. Yeah. They went know, A was, to X to Z to F to right. Y to B. There was <laughs> no way that you could have sat there and said, well, I did because I was spoiled beforehand. We spoke about it. Ah! Right. In the worst way, no Whoever less. you are. Yeah. But, and, and, and so, you know, with those spoilers in mind, you know, I, I kind of, kind of tried to create a map as, as badly as I didn't want to. I was forced to. Yeah, you And really even avoid. with that, there were still moments where, like, where in the world did this come from, right? Um, so it, it was interesting for me looking back at the trailers to see how they marketed this and how um, how much stuff they gave away, and they gave away nothing. So that's credit to Disney Pretty and their much. marketing, yeah. mm -hmm. getting people excited for it without telling the story at all through their trailers, mm -hmm. right? And DC, unfortunately, is a culprit in this because we always look back at the BVS trailers, right? That is their biggest sin in their, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, cinematic universe, right? Doing with the entire plot line, right? Being exactly. in the trailer. Exactly. That was, that was egregious and horrible. <clears throat> I so didn't like that. I had that. So now um, when I look at the movie itself, um, the first hour was a bit slow. And, you know, at the, at the beginning when I started watching it, it kind of took me out because we went through Infinity War and Infinity War went through at a breakneck pace. Right. Yeah, there was a right battle every single minute. Right to it. Yeah. yeah. And then when you get to Endgame, that first hour was slow. But except I for that one sequence. It. Right. Except for that one sequence, which but, was unexpected. But after, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, no, I don't expect it. You know, first hour is very depressing. But you know what? <laughs> that's the point, though. The exactly, that's the point. Yeah. That's what I. That's what I was getting to. Doom because you know what? Once you get past the fact that this is how this movie was going to start, mm -hmm. I actually appreciated the movie more because you know what? They took the time to tell you what the aftermath of the snap was mm -hmm. and how it affected not only our characters. But the world at large, yeah, right? Yeah. It, it it really showed you um, how deep, you know, that snap affected society at large, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when you got to the emotional points at the very end of the movie, they impacted harder because you know what's what had gone on before. It wasn't like one of these things like, oh well, we're gonna tell you that the world is screwed up, and then at the end of the thing, we're gonna. We're going to give you all these scenes, and you've got to yeah. try and make those emotional times. No, they took their time to get there, and then once the action started, you're down the roller coaster. You know, you're better, going down. It made it a much better movie, though. Not only oh, from absolutely. a movie-making like, standpoint, where this is not just a superhero movie. I mean, it was kind of a heist film, which we haven't really seen. <laughs> we kind of have seen in the Ant-Man movies. Yes. It was a heist film. Oh, it was so man. cool how they did that. It was yeah. like the Italian yeah. job or something. Exactly. Or something like that. Oh, that was so funny. But also, like, oh, go watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, why are you even listening to this? No, no, really, seriously, though, stay and listen to this. But, like, the, th the other thing about it, though, was that, like, the reason that they did that, in my eyes, was that was to, to 
suck the people in who didn't really know much about the Marvel yeah. Universe. They had to set it up that way. And you, they had to slow it down a little bit. You know what's great people, about this which also? Which made it work so much more effectively. Somebody, somebody that doesn't under hasn't been as involved like us mm -hmm. in the MCU, this was a movie that was pretty accessible to them. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. That's so the awesome one. part. Right, exactly. That's, that's the awesome part. You know, you have all these little Easter eggs that diehards will be like, oh, that's awesome. I remember when that happened way mm -hmm. back when. Mm -hmm. But it didn't, it wasn't necessary for you to follow the movie per se. Right. Because you could get from beginning to end without ha with having a basic knowledge of the MCU and still enjoy the crap out of this movie. Well, I mean, you know? I look at it this way, right? Like, ASAP, you saw that Collider list of the movies you had to see. Most of them were Avengers movies. So for them, like the last two that were accessible to people who hadn't seen it, Infinity War and Endgame, were Avengers movies. And the other couple were like, what, Captain America the movies? They the were entire like, Captain America trilogy. Yeah, there's like seven or eight movies on that list, though, right? It's not a ton. It's like... The Captain America trilogy, that's three. Mm -hmm. The Avengers movie... That's four, seven, right? Well, three... Three, not, right. including, oh, not, not including not including, including right. true, true. Yeah, Captain Marvel and Iron Man and Guardians of the Galaxy. No. So that's like nine. Was that it's basically all the movies but, that had the the power stones. Yes, yeah. exactly. So to me, again, like that's that's even more illustration of like not having to necessarily be totally invested in this stuff to enjoy it, and again, that stuff making it a better movie. So the um, slow build up. I, I think for us three, meaning Jose myself and Wolfie, mm -hmm. I have a pretty good understanding of what you guys are going to think. For me, I think the biggest, where I would like to see mm -hmm. I, the impressions, the opinions that I would like to hear is basically from ASAP and Metatron. Yes. ASAP <laughs> being the new guy in the MCU and Metatron <laughs> being the <DC>. one, who, <laughs> not only DC, but remember in our past episodes, yeah. you're like, you know what? I'm kind of excited for Endgame. But you know, I'm I'm suffering from a little Marvel fatigue. <laughs> and, am I right? And Meta, am I right? I asked Meta, Meta before the movie, before so. the movie, because we were all nervous. Me and Wolf <laughs> were talking about it on the way up. Like we, when we were in the movie theater, we were like it's like breaking up with a girlfriend, man. This feels weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like a totally true. weird feeling. And then you talked about how people get these 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 uh, emotions, and they don't want to finish watching TV shows and movies yeah. because of like that closure. It kind of yeah, like don't. screws with their head. Yeah. So Wolfie was talking about that. And then I asked Meta before the movie, like, are you excited? He's like, nah, not really. So that's why I think right? the, their opinions are the ones that matter the most here because they're the ones that came into this movie not as excited as us three. Okay, yeah, and then I asked him what he thought after the movie. And I think that's a perfect opportunity to just let you give us your impressions Go of what you Meta. thought of it. Please, Meta, I want to hear this. For the for – the, Meet for the lukewarm fans. The lukewarm fans. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's go, Meta. This past last half of the week has been very emotionally tumultuous. This being the precipice of it all. <laughs> and it's like they said, I I wasn't not not looking forward to it, but it was like, okay, so I'm watching it. This mm -hmm. is the end. Then I watched it, <laughs> and I didn't even. I was surprised at how much I remembered. Like uh, as you, what, what do you mean from the previous movies or from from the previous movies? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then to have, oh my god! <laughs> like I'm, I've processed most of it, but even then, it's like I'm still processing. <laughs> 
like I, I knew this was. Let's be honest. This was going to be a hit, no matter who you looked at. Yeah, this but is true. this big of a hit, mm-hmm. my god. Disney doesn't even need to make movies anymore, <laughs> to be honest. Mickey Mouse can retire after this. Like, this is his retirement plan. Yeah, yeah like, just, oh, man. Like, there are, seriously, there are not a lot of movies that can bring me close to tears. This, this is one of them. Wow, yeah. That's, so, see, look at the reversal from your initial impression. Right? Yeah. And, um, uh, so, on the topic of things that have been seen and how often they've been seen, the tracking the in terms of the box office, Endgame made a Thursday evening opening of $60 million. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> can't even comprehend that. That's a and huge then, fortune. And then this number doubled with some extra change to tomorrow night when we actually saw it. I mean, yesterday night when we actually saw it. <laughs> the Friday box office for this movie was 100 and 100. One, I can't speak. 156.7 million dollars. Which is the record. Mm-hmm. The, the the opening day record. Now, it doubled in two days. Imagine today, Sunday and Monday. That's what I was. You're easily looking at a billion or something like that. That's what I was saying yesterday, right? Because if it makes that billion dollars, which it probably will, that already in its first weekend puts it in like the top twenty movies or something like that, grossing yep. of all time. And I don't know the exact number, but it's up there. So right now, um, the way the way that it was, it's boiling down is that I think um, we're <coughs> at close to six hundred and sixty-four million dollars, if I if I remember correctly. Worldwide. Oh, and Captain Marvel got a bump this weekend too. Did you guys notice? It was the number two movie. You know? Oh, yeah. was it? Yeah, oh, it was the number two movie. Or, well, yeah, it was the number two movie last night, probably because people were like, "Okay, we got to see Captain Marvel before we see this movie." Yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's internationally, it's grossed as of Friday four hundred eighty-seven million. <laughs> um, add to that the one hundred fifty-six <laughs> million for Friday alone, you know, and you had the Thursday box office of sixty million. So we're talking about close to two twenty altogether. The haul for the first two days, and no, I take that back. The first day and a half, because yeah. remember previews. Thursdays, was our Thursday previews weren't a full day. They, they started, started six or something. Six like or something. $644 million. It's an easy bet to make a billion this this uh, this weekend. And the early estimates, they were thinking that maybe you hit 300. Now they've adjusted it. This thing can go as far as 345 domestic. Which has got to be the weekend record. Oh, absolutely. Well, listen, I don't think there's a movie that's ever made 300 million in a weekend. Yeah, I think The Force Awakens was the closest. The closest. I think it was like a 257 or something like that. Which, uh, yeah, I'm going to find that out while you keep on keep on keeping on over there. But I, I need to check that. Yeah, me. but uh, I, the, the numbers are ridiculous. But, you know. Um, Meta, continue on, please, because I know we got carried away with the numbers here, which are insane. But what's your impressions of the movie? If I may very quickly interject, these are the top four before this movie. We'll probably break these records. The biggest opening day weekend was Infinity War, 
with 257 million, mm. The Force Awakens with 247, okay. The Last Jedi with 220, and Jurassic World with 208. I didn't know about Jurassic World. That's pretty impressive. All so this movie is going to beat that. What's that? Except all, for all except for Jurassic, except World. for okay. Jurassic, that's Universal, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, like, so I, I hit the number, but I got the wrong the wrong man, the wrong movie. Well, I got right. the wrong movie also. So okay, so there we go. We were close. So Mena, please continue because again, we got carried away with dollars and cents over here. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Yeah. So just just watch the movie. Coming from someone who, when the best way I can describe it is. I went from zero to two hundred percent. Like I got untold amounts of energy coming out of that movie. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, um, what about you, ASAP? I love the movie Three Thousand. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Simple. Why you do that? Why you do that to me? Oh. <laughs> So is that is that is that how we wrap up our spoiler view impressions with that very <laughs> very perfect. simple concise review from ASAP? <laughs> that was I loved it three thousand guys. <laughs> That's a good one. All right, I'm gonna say this though. Mm-hmm. Um, that movie was nineteen out of twenty rings of power, flawless. And um, I rarely give such a rating to um, anything pop culture related. The only time Outside I gave it to the rings. No, but the um, one time I gave it to was um. For your quick slice recently, for the Star Wars Nine um, breakdown trailer, mm-hmm. oh, you did great on that. I appreciate. It. And um, this movie, um, Endgame, was a flawless nine ten out of twenty rings of power. And I want to say that as a pop culture enthusiast who's stepping not only into um, the Marvel universe but also you know the world of the universe of heroes and supervillains as a whole, mm-hmm. you know both Marvel and DC. Um, it was a great start, <laughs> you know, to like seriously step into um, such a realm. And um, it's just unfortunate that I only got into it um, at such a late time, as I mentioned before. You still, especially you still, in the post Stanley era. Better late yeah. than never. Yeah, exactly. You better still jumped into it. Never. But you know what? Shout out to Collider for putting me on, especially with Walt, to put me on, um, putting me on with what movies to watch in the MCU that are key and relevant to understanding Endgame. Because it really helped me um, get caught up, yeah, real quick. Helped you enjoy some of the moments that you might have otherwise not known what the heck was going on, like some of the other people. That oh, absolutely! Audience, right? And um, <laughs> I was able to catch up quick on during Endgame. I'm not going to say it obviously, but <clears throat> during some times when um, references to past movies were made, mm-hmm. um, I was able to comprehend it right away because it's already fresh in my mind. Yeah, I was watching it. You know, just like I'm doing with Game of Thrones right now. I'm not. Up to date with you know what's going on in Westeros at this very moment, Which but means we have to be very careful about what we talk about there. <laughs> yeah, but at least um, I know what's going on uh-huh. throughout the past seasons, and uh, yeah, it was, it was great. Loved it three thousand. It was freaking awesome. Well, now we're going to get into the spoiler part of the review. Okay, so our favorite moments. So my favorite moment, and I'm sure the whole entire table can agree with me. Mm-hmm. Hail Hydra. <laughs> Indeed. That was so, a great moment. That was, that was, awesome. That was awesome. awesome. Can you tell us a little yeah. bit about which scene you're talking about very quickly? So, um, during, so in the movie, they're going in a time heist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or at least that's what Ant-Man calls it. Um, Captain America has to go back to 2011. I think it was 2012. The events of the original yeah, Avengers movie. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, at New York when they finally beat Loki. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. 
Captain America, um, it's a callback back. It's a callback to um, Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. where uh, Captain America gets in the elevator, and he has to fight the Hydra soldiers who are posing as uh, Shield. Um, so apparently, that's what I expected, but it didn't happen. And all I heard was "Hail Hydra." Captain America said that to the Hydra soldier. What I forgot. Was it a Sitwell? Sitwell? Agent Sitwell. Agent Sitwell. Yeah. So right, it was they. He was trying to get the Tesseract from them because they had it, and that's why he got in the elevator instead of everybody kicking each other's butt. Yeah. That's what he ended up saying instead to trick them into thinking he was a Hydra agent, (laughs) and. Yeah. Basically, just they handed him the Tesseract. Yep. He yeah. didn't have to punch his way out of that that, <laughs> that scenario. Yeah. yeah. That's very surprising because that kind of reminds me of the What If comic book where Captain America is a Hydra soldier. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, the really big storyline from a couple of years ago where, where he ended up being a doppelganger in a yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. That was a very, very cool moment. And we all definitely all thought that he was going to kick some butt. That was just so cool. It was just so cool. But it ended up being better. I was waiting for that. But this came out even better. So what was your favorite moment, Walt, of the movie? My favorite moment. You can pick just one. (laughs) I can't pick pick just one. So I'm going to go a little bit different. I'm going to go with my favorite character. Mm -hmm. And it has to be Dude Thor. Dude Thor. <laughs> the dude. It has to be Dude Thor. Um, Fat Thor. Lebowski. The Lebowski Thor. Whatever you want to call Thorbowski. Thorbowski. <laughs> and, oh, you know, the, the great thing about it is that it, it wasn't a, a single moment. It He was Dude Thor the entire yeah, movie. Yeah. That was super <laughs> unexpected. Exactly. Super you unexpected. Know, I, I thought that they were going to play around with it, and at some point, yeah. you know, he was going to magically get his six-pack. That never happened. <laughs> did you, did <laughs> you, you know notice? One of my favorite parts, it wasn't my favorite moment, but did you notice when he, like, pulled down the lightning near the end and he got ready to, to for the big final fight scene? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And only his beard, like, kind of, yes. like, got, beard, got braided. <laughs> still fat. And he was still fat in the Thor armor. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he got all dolled up. He was like, no, I'm still fat. <laughs> <laughs> that, has, that has to be my favorite character because he just nailed that character. I mean, from, from the moment you saw it, which was... Utterly ridiculous, and they were playing Fortnite and drinking beer, right? Yeah, yeah. with Korg and Meek. Exactly. Korg is my idol now. Korg is awesome, and he was wearing the Hawaiian shirt. Korg that Taiko Waititi always wears. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, for me, that 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 made the movie and stuff. I I need to see more of Dude Thor because <laughs> he needs his own movie. He he, does, he really movie. does. He really does. Uh, and you know what? Uh, Credit to Chris Hemsworth because he's been nailing it with Thor lately. Um, his first couple of movies as Thor was kind of like, eh, I enjoyed the first one, the mm-hmm. second one, not so much. Um, but with Ragnarok and then this iteration of Thor, I mean, I, I yeah. need to see more. You know what I'm saying? Right, Infinity War. Yeah, I mean, he was amazing in Infinity War. I loved yeah, his like, exactly. art Infinity War. But yeah. it, was, it was almost like a different, because he went Since from Ragnarok, Ragnarok yeah. to being Infinity War badass again. Yeah, And yeah. now... <laughs> Now back to like this. comedy. You know what I'm saying? He was the comic relief of the movie. Oh, yeah. but he was so awesome. He yeah. was so awesome. I would love to see 
at least two hours of dude Thor, you know, just sitting there playing Fortnite and drinking beer. You know what they should you do? Know? They should do something like those uh, those those uh, sketches they had on YouTube for a, a couple of years ago. What was it? What what Thor was up to during? Oh yeah, those were uh, those Civil War. Were, those were um, with his roommate. The, yeah, <laughs> they should do something like that, only with fat. Lebowski fat, Thor. Fat Thor. That would be super raw. I would I would definitely watch that. You can make Thor. a mini series of that. <laughs> Absolutely. Meta, what was your favorite moment slash character? So for my end game, I'm gonna say when Doctor Strange came through. That's all I'm gonna say for that part. Oh yeah, that was tight. Yeah. And then seeing this one character show up Thanos like Oh my God! Considering what he did to her in Infinity War, it was just like so awesome. Yeah, her, like wail on this guy. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she totally. You can say who it yeah, is. you can say we're we're yeah, You can say who it was. Scarlet Witch, guys. After the death of Vision, <laughs> I was looking forward to that. Which was awesome because they totally teased how powerful she was in, yeah, in yeah. Infinity War that she was able to stand up to the gauntlet. She also and, has Infinity yeah. Origins too. Yeah, and exactly. She comes from one of the stones, basically. It was the Tesseract that, that was the Mind Stone, excuse me, that gave stone. her the powers that she got. But, like, yeah, that was an awesome moment, too. And it was great to, to see her showcase she her power. Scary. Yeah, she was like, she was mad, dude. And I really liked that they gave her a little bit more of a payoff because we didn't see her for a while. And then it was like, all right, here's this awesome moment for her. Mm -hmm. And she's, she's not a weak character. But she kind of suffered from Jean, Jean Grey syndrome in some of the other movies, as in, like, you guys, if you guys know, like, Jean Grey, basically, whenever she uses her power to her fullest extent Sansa in the comics, Sansa. she's always like, yeah, Sansa, freaking Sansa. She's, like, always passing out, basically. Like, whenever she uses her power to her fullest extent, she's like, ah, I saved the universe. Ah, like, like, passes out. <laughs> that was kind of like Scarlet Witch a little bit. Like, she wasn't passing out, but, like, she would use her powers, and somebody would, like, knock her out, like, send her flying, and she would be out of the fight for a little while. And this one, she just got to, like, Totally kick some butt. So that was freaking awesome. Other moments. Other moments. Balrog. Senor Balrog. Oh, okay. So um, my favorite moment was towards the end, but I'm not really going to delve deep into such detail. All I'm going to say is um, it has to do with Captain Marvel. And mm -hmm. this is when, um, what do you call this? Thanos is a warship in the sky. Um, all all their turrets were um, focusing fire on, on the surface um, at the Avengers' army. And um, and when actually they were shooting at um anyone on the ground, regardless of... Yeah, friend or matter what it, was, it was danger everybody. close the entire time. Mm -hmm. And um, what do you call <laughs> this? All of a sudden, the turrets shifted fire up towards the sky, and um, one of the Avengers was wondering, like, who are they shooting at? Mm -hmm. Who are they aiming at? And then you see like this light just like um, blazing through the sky. And the next, you know, Captain Marvel zooms in, and she just goes full Tora Tora Kamikaze right um, <laughs> into Thanos' warship. And she's just like a biological missile. She just zooms right through it yeah. once and then goes right under it and zooms back up and basically destroys the whole freaking thing, crashing down to the ocean. And yeah. That was super awesome. You know, I, I did like that. Right, Last Jedi, right? Yeah, they gave her an awesome payoff without taking away from the other Avengers, which mm -hmm. is what was really cool about that moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What about you, Wolfie? What do you, what do you think was your big moment? Well, one of my favorite moments. I won't say like what my... It's what, what, what my top really moment hard. is because uh, I'm gonna say that for the later discussion, but right there up there with uh, that moment. Um, and it's kind of hard for me, by the way, to it's kind of hard for me to uh, to kind of like uh, to, to spoil, it's not in my nature to spoil, but we're on a spoiler review right now, mm -hmm. and so I'm just gonna go all in. 
And uh, it's just got to be like my favorite moment aside from what I want to talk about was the beheading. You know, Thanos' beheading. The first few minutes of the movie, basically. Within like the first 10, 15 minutes, you know, it just kind of like they gear up, they go in, and next thing you know, Thanos' head is behead. Well, That's first, what I'm well, but so. let's say for, wait, can I delve deep into that detail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That okay, was well, the I want to so say first, see, right before deep. that, yeah. um, let's not forget that Thanos suffered the Skywalker treatment. His um, gauntlet hand was cut off. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. And then he, he was decapitated. Yep. Is that the same hand yeah. as, yeah, it is the same hand it's as all the Skywalkers. Yeah, yeah, the right hand. Which is which no is no it was his left hand it was his left hand that was cut off. oh yeah you're right yeah, yeah. he had on the right. left yeah which is which so. is a which is a Marvel thing because in every phase they've had somebody lose a hand you know oh wow. that's true you lose really? claws mm-hmm. you lost a hand and all that stuff too yeah that makes sense um okay so uh, my favorite detail is is uh, character also because I'm really looking forward to hopefully this guy returning for more movies. I mentioned it yesterday. kind of nudged you guys when we were watching the movie. I was like, basically, like, I would love to see a Thor 4. But not for Thor. For Professor Hulk. Professor ah. Hulk was so cool in this movie. I thought it was it was funny. I thought the CGI was pretty darn good for, like, how they tried to make him look more like Mark Ruffalo. It wasn't perfect. But, like... For, for what they were trying to do with the character, for the sense of humor that he brought to the movie in those scenes, especially that diner scene when they first met up with him <laughs> at the beginning. And they were taking selfies and he did a dab. Yeah, he did a dab. Oh, Hulk, <laughs> Professor no, Hulk and, did a dab. And then Ant-Man was like, you want to picture me? I'm the Ant-Man. Yeah, that too. Like him kind of like snubbing Ant-Man and all that stuff. That whole scene was a great, like, one of the, one of the funnier scenes from earlier in the movie, for me at least. And so... But like that—that's just one of my favorite details because I just want to see more of Professor Hulk now, and I want to see him interact with Thor in like a Taika Waititi Thor movie, like a Thor four with that same sense of humor. Because Thor—I mean, Hulk was funny in Thor Ragnarok, but this Hulk interacting with Thor would be like pure hilarity beyond anything we saw in Ragnarok. I think. Yeah, they really didn't interact in this movie. Yeah, right. Which, which to me seems like a missed moment right there, right? You know what else, though? Like, I, I, without spoiling it too much, I want to say this is not a detail. But I just want to ask this question or mention this mm-hmm. that I kind of thought there would be more of a of a fight between Professor Hulk and Thanos just because of what happened in Infinity War rematch. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I mean, yeah, without getting too much further into that, we can talk about that in just a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. To me, that was like my big character slash moment slash detail for this movie. Okay, so uh, I will give you all, even though we've been spoiling this movie to a certain extent up until this point, this is your final, like, super spoiler warning. Because, yeah, at this point, yeah, at this point, we're ringing the bell because we're going to try to jump through this sort of act by act and give you our impressions, our favorite moments, and a couple of details that we liked or disliked or didn't understand or whatever the heck we want to talk about from each of those acts in the movie. So let's get started starting with the first act that end with one of wolfie's favorite moments um the movie opens basically with the immediate aftermath of of the snap or i should say actually let's talk about the first scene let's talk about it that way actually because that first scene wolfie referred to as a gut punch and boy was it uh that first scene with hawkeye um 
So, okay, that, that was an awesome scene for me for, for a couple of reasons. One, they had the sort of passing of the torch of Hawkeye kind of little mini Easter egg where he called his daughter Hawkeye. That's not to say that she's necessarily going to be Hawkeye moving forward, but that was still a nice little moment for the fans. Uh, reference to Kate Bishop, kind of, even Maybe though it's not Kate Bishop. Mm-hmm. Um, and isn't the uh, show based on him passing the torch to his daughter? I'm not sure, but it would make sense based on what we saw in this one because they show, just to set up the scene a little bit more specifically, it shows Hawkeye with his family on their ranch, and he's teaching his daughter how to shoot a bow and arrow. And in that moment, we find out why he becomes Ronin. Uh, It's a chilling scene, actually. I think it's a really awesome scene, the way that they did it. It was almost like a horror movie. Yeah, as a parent, that's, that's one of the things that it was just like, oh my gosh, I can't even fathom something like that happening. Yeah, like the setup basically is he turns around for a moment, uh, and when he turns back around, his daughter is gone. And it was cool how they didn't show her dust. They just showed the dust floating away. But he didn't notice it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he didn't know what the heck it was. Yeah, he just thought that she ran off. Yeah. yeah. you know, He only noticed it after he turned back around and saw Laura and his uh, son gone too. His dog disappeared too, right? Because yeah. he, yeah, like, yeah. he was whistling for the dog. Yeah. That was even more of a gut punch, dude. You was your dog, whole family. Man. And, and the, the dog. dog. It's supposed to be fifty percent, not ninety so, percent. So then, by and that, that trees and plants, apparently. Carson went John Wick. <laughs> yes. Oh God, he oh, went John man. Wick. Yes, that's what happened. He went John Wick. Exactly. He just went John Wick. Did you Did you guys see? I posted that on my personal page a couple of days ago of of John Wick. Dog, John Wick's dog gets snapped away, and they show him in the Marvel time <laughs> time armor. <laughs> he decides to join the Avengers. Um, but okay. That scene was was absolutely nuts, and that was like our setup to jump into the movie, uh, which is the 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 scenes that take place immediately on the Benatar, right? The, yes. the Guardians of the Galaxy yes. ship. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay, let's jump right into the first act. Thoughts, moments, problems. As the whole first act basically deals with how they dealt with Thanos himself in the aftermath. Of the snap, well, the that, decimation. I keep calling it a snap. That first scene informs you of how this movie is going to start and go. You know, gut punch, gut punch. And yeah, that, that's all it is. And gut it's, it's, it's gut punch after gut punch, and them reacting to the world now, how it's different and stuff. And you know, um, you see how the world is adjust, or rather, not adjusting because there's mm-hmm. garbage all over the place. There's you know cars that are just you know left abandoned and stuff like that and mm-hmm. and even there's a part afterwards where they they jump forward that still hasn't changed so yeah, you they know. show the statue of liberty that's the scene that was in the trailer yep with surrounded by boats and that was for the five years city later. field is abandoned city yeah. field is abandoned so mm-hmm. there's no baseball being played at this point you know what i'm that saying sucks. so it, it is a crazy crazy way of, of starting a film but i appreciate it because again you know you're you're really delving into those points right which a lot of movies wouldn't take the time to do yeah so um i thought it was good what did what do you think wolfie no i think it, was, it just like uh, like obviously i'm a little bit biased but at the same time um i recognize the fact of like you know that the, that it was set up in a way from the very beginning, even like the intro that was the the song that was used. Uh, oh, hey, Mr. Introduce. Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's Great just um, like traffic. It was just like that whole first 45 minutes to an hour mm-hmm. was just like all gloom and doom, you know, like, and 
if if you guys are current on Game of Thrones, it's kind of the same thing that's going whoa, whoa, on. Whoa, 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 whoa! We got somebody that's not current. We got somebody that's not current in the crowd. Don't worry, I'm not <laughs> gonna spoil. To I'm it. not going to spoil anything. I'm I, not gonna I'm spoil current. anything. Yes, I'm okay. not gonna spoil anything. But it's just <laughs> that there is, you know, last week. The episode was kind of, <coughs> I'm not relaxed. I'm not going to spoil anything. Asap's okay. about to have a heart attack I over here. The poppy right <laughs> but it was just it was a setup, you know, for like this big, big battle, you know, it was like the preamble. So um, I think that it, it, it served, yeah, it just, it served the purpose of, you know, like making you understand that like, it's not just this next big battle. It's the biggest battle that you're going to see and how important that battle is, you know, being way to, you know, the consequences of, of uh, the, the snap, you know. So, so yeah, I, I like that, that's my takeaway from like the first, you know, act as well as, you know, like I, I think also one other thing, too, is that uh, what I alluded to before in our little um, uh, geek outs with uh, the. Uh, Moments. Uh, our, the, the moments, our favorite moments and stuff like that. Um, when they travel to find Thanos, mm-hmm. right? And out of rage, you know, Thor took the best opportunity, the quickest opportunity to, to chop off uh, Thanos' head. It was almost like, you know, needed to get that out of the system. Mm-hmm. You know, he needed to just get that, like, that rage out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was satisfying to watch, but it also kind of, like, put you in this space where, like, well, hold on. If 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 they're doing this now, like, what's the rest of the movie? You know, people were like, so, "Is the movie exactly. over?" Yeah, yeah. It just instantly <laughs> yeah, they faded to black yeah, for a yeah. long moment too. Yeah. Remember yeah. For, like, that. for like, and that happened like pretty early on. So I think that that was the perfect thing to do when you know that for the next hour there's not going to be any action. Mm-hmm. You know, it kept everybody glued to their seats because mm-hmm. in your mind it's like, well. They killed Thanos, so like, what's not, what now? Yeah, you know? it totally yeah. subverted your expectations yeah, exactly. at that point. Exactly, you know. Well, we we all had like a thought, and there were theories going around that there was going to be th- that initial fight. That was kind of something that was not spoiled, but everybody kind of figured they were going to go after Thanos relatively early in the movie. Um, but yeah, the th- the thing about that scene was that definitely you you got the sense when they killed Thanos, there was no relief, right? It was it was like okay they killed Thanos but there's no there's nothing they can do about what right. Thanos has already done. It was but, just instant gratification. And but what was also awesome about the entire that entire first act for me is the way that it it set up new emotional stakes. Like one of the things that Wolfie and I were tapping each other about early on was when they introduced Tony Stark's daughter, Morgan Stark. <sighs> like that was just like because you knew like and and well. Without spoiling it, you knew that that had to affect Tony's decision into whether or not he was going to jump in on the plot. And indeed, that was part of the conflict in the first, in the, in the second act. Conflict, excuse me, that was part of the conflict as to whether or not they were going to go through with this plan, which, spoiler alert, obviously, involved a little bit of time travel, a little bit of timey-wimey stuff, as it were. Um, but like to me, yeah, that was great how they set up the emotional stakes. It was a pretty cool introduction for Captain Marvel. I guess um, the way that they set that up is the end credit scene from Captain Marvel where she shows up is where they, they first get introduced to her. And I guess they like figure like, hey, we got to save Tony Stark. He's somewhere in space. Could you help us out? And that's mm-hmm. how she ended up finding Tony and all mm-hmm. that from that first scene. Um, and that scene was a really cool setup of emotional stakes, too, because just just seeing Tony in that state, like he was he was so thin. I know everybody noticed he was yes, like he was. real yeah. thin from not eating. Mad skinny. One, one quick thing. Yeah. 
that scene was also super powerful because he accepted death. Yeah. He 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 after his voice recorded message to, to Pepper Potts, mm-hmm. you know, he laid down, you know, assuming that like, all right, this is it, oxygen mm-hmm. is running out tomorrow. You know, he essentially just accepted that he's going to die. Mm-hmm. You know, and that in itself is super powerful, you know. I yeah. Think. And and the, the other thing <laughs> no, right. And the other thing is is how Nebula um, how she reacted to that afterwards, right? Yeah. Because that was very interesting, especially what's going to happen later in the film and who we see afterwards. Because Nebula, she had spent all this time with Tony Stark, and they were kind of bonding. They had that little scene where they were playing paper football. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you saw that they were bonding yeah. and stuff like that. Well, and then, um, you know, when he decided that you know this is it, he I'm going to lay down and sleep for the final time. You know, she had the temerity to pick him up and. And take him and sit him down the and same thing. just have him just sit there at peace, like comfortably, right? Instead fast. of just leaving him on the floor. Well, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right but like yeah, here's the thing: like, and oh, when she pushed the food away, like that he was offering yeah. to her, mm-hmm. that was kind of. Nice I'm just too. noticing like, this you eat now, this. but that's that's just another example of just like Tony Stark with Peter Parker, Tony Stark with his daughter, of Tony Stark being a father figure. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, because he takes Nebula. Who was raised to be like a warrior with no compassion, no feelings whatsoever, basically right. being robotic and humanizing her and mm-hmm. teaching her how to have compassion. And he succeeded in that by her turning away the food, making sure that he has it instead of her, and by her making him comfortable for the for you know his what she thought would be well, yeah, what she thought would be just like you moments, said, you know? that set up moments afterwards, yeah, right? Yeah. Where she helped the team, yeah, you know, yeah. with their with their plan. So I Again, perfectly yeah, man. set up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that was an awesome Good punch. <laughs> yeah. So as far as Act 1 goes, finally went for the head. <laughs> yeah. Very. What, what really got me most from that first act was when Cap and Iron Man finally got back together. Like, they were very loosely... Mm-hmm. Together during Infinity War, but they were actually together. Yeah. And just I wasn't expecting Tony to just go off on him like that. Yeah. That you was figured truly, after what they went through. Yeah. Truly unexpected. Mm-hmm. But I kind of expect it from Tony, given what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Especially since you look at what he said about Avengers Age of Ultron. Right. A suit around the world. Mm-hmm. This is how we could do it. But Cap said, no, we should do it our way. It's the better way. We will win this way. Mm-hmm. To have him revisit that and say, hey, I said this. Why didn't we do this? We did it your way. Look at what happened. We got jack crap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to see that was powerful. That wasn't awesome. Wow. Yeah, to see the reunion the way that it went. And you're right. Like I kind of like the fact that they didn't just make them like love fest on each other as soon as they saw yeah. each other. Yeah. You know, they made so it much harder, harsher. Yeah, yeah, exactly. you know? yeah. Way harsher than I expected. He went really well, Here's the thing, man. Tony Stark, he's used to being right about everything, and he usually is. And he, he was. was right about this, <laughs> and it costed him 50% of the universe. And he's the alpha, yeah. right? He's the alpha yeah. of the group. So. It cost everyone everything. So. Yeah. so what other impressions do we have for that first scene? Uh, ASAP. What do you got for us in terms of that first scene, dude? First act, yeah. First act, I should say. Excuse me. What other impressions? I mean, you guys pretty much uh, summed it all up. I would say it was very Game of Thrones-ish. 
just seeing the beheadings and whatnot. And like I said, the Skywalker treatment, same thing Jamie Lannister suffered. Um, <laughs> one of the seasons I, in Game of Thrones I watched not too long ago. But I just and he's talking about Game of Thrones spoilers. There's people out there who haven't seen Game of Thrones yet, you know? Well, this is spoilers. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm messing with it, man. I'm messing. I'm messing. Yeah, but um, okay, I wanted to say one thing that none of you um, touched up on. Mm-hmm. This goes back to um, something I discussed with the group um, one time in regards to Star Wars, trailer deception. Mm-hmm. So there's something in a trailer that was not in the film. So um, in one of the trailers for Avengers Endgame, Black Widow has um, the pager, I believe, of Nick Fury. And um, it's, mm-hmm. it's um, beeping, right? And she's telling Captain America, I believe, I want to know who's on the other end of this pager. And Captain Marvel comes up right behind her, just like looking right at her, and says, "Where's Fury?" That was not in the movie. No, that was, was that was Captain that Marvel. That was the other Captain Marvel. Yeah, that was the post credit. That was the post credit. But you know, I see what you're saying. To his credit, though, to his credit, though, usually with these with these end credit scenes, they they find a way. They they elude, but they actually put them in the next movie. It's yeah. so like, for example, mm-hmm. um, in Winter Soldier when they had uh, Bucky and the Vice, right? Yeah, that was in the next movie. Yeah. So yeah, this true. is this is the one end credit scene that actually they did not take and put it in the next movie. It kept it in Captain Marvel. Yeah, I um, I expected that to be was. in there. Honestly, so, and, and I think that's I did a expect fail- it to be in there. But yeah, I know, and there's a failing to that because for us, the MCU initiative. You know, initiative, right? The one, the ones that know about MC, we know we the have to stay. Yeah. The initiated, so thank you. We know we have to stay because there are end credit scenes that are important, right? Mm-hmm. And for the people that didn't see that, they'll be like, "Well, where the heck did she come from? Yeah, where did Marvel come from? How how did this work?" So I think that's that may be a failing because usually they take those end, end credit scenes and they're actually filmed. As part of the next movie, yeah, because that's what they everybody didn't do it this time. That's true. That's so, true. to your point, I think that's a, a excellent point, right well, there. Well, um, as I was, I, I'm new here. Sorry, but, no, but see, no, that's but my that's point. Correct, though. But that's no, my point. Fine. If you, you if know. you if you're not one of the the MCU, um, you know, fanboys and stuff like that, you don't know that there are end credit scenes, right? Yeah. By by this time, everybody knows, but some people, sure. you go to an MCU movie and they leave. Right after yeah. the movie, I've never understood that. Right? Do you but, know what movie you're here to see? I know, but there <laughs> yeah. are some people that are like that, and so for those people, that end credit scene was really crucial to this next movie. Yeah, and it wasn't there. Well, it's like I said a little bit earlier. Like the whole scene, like the context, you really needed that moment either had to have seen it in Captain Marvel or to have understood that that moment fits into this movie exactly. because again. How in the heck did Captain Marvel know that Tony Stark was where he was in space? Mm-hmm. It's not like she just happened by him, you know? And if that's how they explain it, like, man, like, she's got some awesome radar to be able to find him in the middle of nowhere in outer space. So yeah, it, it's a good point because it's something that maybe should have been quickly included for the people who don't know as much about it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they were doing a lot of fan service in this movie, so it still didn't take away totally from the movie, but, like, it did confuse was, some people that didn't that know what the heck was going on. But, I mean... The last thing I want to obviously say, or if there's any other moments that you want to talk about, is like, yeah, that Thanos scene was that first Thanos fight didn't go at all how I expected it. <laughs> no, at yeah, all. No, not at all. And so. that was basically one of one of your guys' favorite moments. But like the fact that Thanos basically got killed in that first scene and so easily too, like Captain yeah, Marvel just wrapped him up 
got him in the headlock, put her foot down to make him avoid getting the snap in, even though she didn't know that he didn't have the stones yeah. anymore. So, like, in a way, she almost single-handedly beat him in that scene, even though he didn't have the power of the opinion. So, Mena, let me ask you this question. Um, you know, you're big into science and stuff like that, and we had a brief discussion about this, right? Okay. In terms of science of what Thanos did with that second okay. snap. Yeah. You know what I'm so, saying? He, in the, one of the things that I guess surprised us all mm -hmm. was that in the very first act of the movie, Thanos actually destroys the Infinity Stones. Which is not supposed to be able to happen in the comics, by the way. Mm -hmm. It's impossible in the comics. So the question that we had was, well, how could he destroy them? Well, technically, he didn't destroy them. Maybe what he did, or this is most likely what he did, you can't destroy the power with the power. You could, at best, you can disperse it. And what better way to disperse it than destroying the actual stones containing the actual power? Mm -hmm. So, yes, he technically destroyed the Infinity Stones, but he didn't destroy the power within them. They just... So like basically, in the wind. so they dispersed within. So what we're saying here is that he didn't technically destroy the power; he destroyed the vessel where the power resided. Right? Exactly. Okay. Because you know science, right? Yeah. You can't you can't destroy matter. You can't destroy. It gets redistributed mm -hmm. amongst the universe yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. So right? that would be the best way to explain that. That's why it dissipated. Like like they said, the first snap. Uh, released more energy than they had ever seen before. And then the second snap, which is how they ended up finding him, also dispersed all that energy that, according to what I saw, they said it just kept spreading throughout the universe, basically. Like, yeah. infinitely, yeah, yeah. basically. So, yeah. Almost like a mini Big Bang. That's, yeah. It was like a mini... Yeah, exactly. That's actually a perfect way to scientifically kind of put that whole part. It was like a mini Big Bang. Exactly. That makes sense. Yep. This concludes part one of the Avengers Endgame review.